Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody oh hey carol ann didn't see you there <laughs> i'm carol ann i'm matt and welcome to another episode of boozed and confused another one An- another one another one <laughs> uh so boozed and confused is a podcast where we just talk about weird things that you find on the internet uh this week we are doing a special christmas episode since christmas is this week Oh no. Oh no. Is it really? It is. I have to do all my shopping still. It is. So if you're listening to this when it drops on Monday and you realize you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, it's okay because a lot of other people are in the same boat. What's the point <laughs> of shopping? The, uh, spend money. Oh. Put it into the economy. Oh yeah. 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 Capitalism. Yes. Yeah. Makes the world go around. It does. It it does. But before we get into today's episode um, with a little bit of a twist, some some small items that we bring up every episode, which I'm sure you've had memorized at this point. But the first one. So we are boosting confused. We are on all of your favorite social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So come hang out with us. Um, I post some really good memes and, um, yeah, it's a lot of memes, a lot of memes, good content though. 10 out of 10 content. Usually wholesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, if social media isn't really your jam, but you still want to hang out with us, you can send us an email at boostingconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your weird stories. Uh, maybe you, I don't know, have like met bigfoot before had an encounter while you were in the backwoods uh would love to hear it think that'd be really neat we'd love to share it on the pod next item uh if you enjoyed the podcast and you want to support us the best way that you could support us is by leaving us a review on your platform of choice and uh the best part is that if you take a screenshot of your review and you send it to us we'll send you some boost and confuse stickers for free Uh, And I know I say this every week, but it also still goes for every other small podcast that you listen to. Truly the best way that you could support them other than, you know, if your other podcasts have like a Patreon or something like that, uh, is by leaving reviews and just word of mouth because it helps other people be able to find the podcast and it, it does make a difference. So it's appreciated. Yeah. Be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) And last item is new episodes drop every Monday on your platform of choice, pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts. I think you could listen to us. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're around. Yeah, we're around. We are around. Uh, all right. I think last item. What are you drinking today? Ah, uh, it's a Guinness. <laughs> That's pretty much all I'm going to be drinking from now on. It's like a hundred calories. It's mm-hmm. surprisingly a uh, very light beer. Yeah, so for anyone who uh, hopefully doesn't live in our house, because it should just be the two of us, 
Matt has been drinking these disgusting, like, warm water concoctions with apple cider vinegar, cayenne pepper, honey. Um, don't don't air my laundry. There's all right? some it's, other disgusting yeah, shit in there. Stuff it's in there. it's disturbing. Uh, and this morning he was drinking it with a straw, which probably makes it worse. I was just trying to not taste it. Yeah. So being more conscious, I guess, of of calories. There's like 120 in this Guinness, <laughs> and I can have like 10 of these. All right. And that's only like half of my daily calories. That's like yeah. two IPAs. I'm done. I can, have, I can have 15 Guinness, and I'm still able to eat a snack. Yeah. Well, okay. That's... So it's... Yeah, it's Guinness. Yeah, it's we, my favorite, and it is beer. It is beer. All right. I think that's it. That's too Sponsor much. Sponsor us, Guinness. Too much. Sponsor I think us. They're, I think Literally, they're a little our busy. entire basement is Guinness. Sponsor me, bro. They're a little busy. Sponsor me. All right. I think that's it. Should we get into today's topic? I'm not beyond getting a face tattoo. I'm... Guinness, I, call me. I'll be talking with a divorce lawyer. All right. What are we talking about? This is a Carol Ann episode. This is a Carol Ann episode. So for context, I've been very, very busy uh, and exhausted the last few weeks. So Matt's really um, taken over for a lot of the topics. And today, I've had my choice of a topic. And so I picked one that I'm very passionate about. And Where I find are all the bees? <laughs> find very interesting but also still has a tie-in with christmas um oh i guess we should say so happy hanukkah to everybody who celebrated merry christmas to everybody who's going to celebrate um happy kwanzaa i guess to everybody who's going to celebrate and i don't know if i'm missing any other major holidays so happy holidays to everybody happy international vaccine distribution week <laughs> Yeah, that is it's the greatest gift of all. That that is quite a gift. Yeah. Shout so. out to all my doctor friends and nurse friends uh -huh. who've been getting shots and um, indoctrinating us. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> um, you sheep, <laughs> the, you uneducated sheep. <laughs> the propaganda that they have been putting on Facebook, truly. Oh, you got Next a shot. Level. <laughs> you got a shot. Did you cry? Did you get a lollipop? Oh, gosh. Sheep. Just kidding. I'm we, totally kidding. We, we don't I'm really feel like that. Totally We're, kidding. We think it's really neat that there's a vaccine. And uh, we, we applaud everybody who's gotten one so far. And all of our friends who, um, friends and friends of the pod, uh, who are frontline workers. We applaud you guys. Shout out to England. Specifically, that one spot of England that's getting that brand new strain yeah, of the COVID. Yeah, that part of England in particular, What are you doing? I bet it's Liverpool. It could be. I bet it's the red side of Liverpool. It's not the blue side. Uh, They're good people. Yeah. Everninton. Yeah. We'll have to. It's, it's those scousers. Yeah. We'll have to take this offline and do some more research before we comment totally on it any further. some more research. All right. So today's topic. I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's the first thing you think of when you hear the word Christmas? The first word I think of? Mm -hmm. Crisis. Oh. <laughs> Why? That one TikTok? A happy crisis? Merry Christmas? Crimbus? Crisis? Happy right. Chrysler? Uh, not no, at I, all. I genuinely, I think of 
uh, I think of um, the word manger. Oh, okay. Um, I was raised a good boy. Yeah, you, yeah. So those of us with a Catholic upbringing, um, you know, maybe have a different approach. So uh, most people would probably say presents. And if you ask a kid, they might say Santa. And if you haven't taken the super capitalistic approach, you might be more on the side of something religious being the first thing you'd say, like Matt said with a manger. I think of frankincense. So one of the questions that I had at the start of this was, has Christmas always had such a large tie-in with capitalism? And how have our celebrations as a society changed over the last like 200 years, basically? And I will say this is not going to be an episode about like, keep Christ in Christmas or anything like that. (laughs) But this is to dive into the lies that capitalism and advertising have been selling you to make this one of the most successful and profitable shopping seasons of the year. Okay, so before we get into actual Christmas, we're going to start a little earlier in the year, like most of the shoppers do. Oh, like like what, Black Friday? We're starting with the lie of Black Friday. I hate Black Friday. I refuse (laughs) to leave the house on Black Friday. Yeah, I... um. I'm a bad consumer in the sense that I'm a good consumer in the sense that I enjoy Black Friday shopping. And I'm very well aware of a lot of these like gimmicks. (laughs) Um, But there are some things that are actually kind of good deals in like 5% of cases. But anyway, so Black Friday is always the Friday after Thanksgiving. That is not a shocker to anybody. Fun fact, the term Black Friday was actually first applied to a financial crisis in the mid-1800s, which was all about gold. A uh, little bit of a complicated backstory there that I won't get into, but kind of interesting if you want to look into it. I thought it was the day that the company stopped using red ink and ah. they went into the black. Haha. No. That's also a lie. What? Yes. Everything you know is a lie. About Black Friday. Yes. Can't so believe it. <laughs> the term Black Friday made a resurgence in the 1950s, particularly uh, in Philadelphia. So police in Philadelphia used the term Black Friday to describe this like absolute chaos the day after Thanksgiving when people would flood into the city for the Army Navy football game the following Saturday. And police complained because they had super long shifts. They couldn't take the day off. It was also a really big day for shoplifters who would take advantage of how busy the stores were. Obviously, you can kind of stuff the pockets a little bit more if the stores are a little crowded. So Black Friday finally caught on a little more widely in 1961 in Philadelphia. And retailers tried to use it to their advantage and rebrand it as Big Friday to like kind of get rid of like the negative connotation with Black Friday. And even by 1985, Black Friday was not a uh, commonly used word nationwide. Isn't that insane? It's 2020, 1985, still not super commonly used. So when was it actually a big day? In the late 1980s. Retailers were finally able to rebrand Black Friday into something positive, right? And so the result was that like red to black concept of the holiday um, and the notion that was like the day after Thanksgiving marked the occasion when America's stores finally turned a profit. Um, It's not like 
necessarily the full truth. <laughs> um, but that's like the easy way if you want to put it like that. Fair enough. And so Black Friday now has become like this four day long affair. Um, Stores started to open on like Thanksgiving um, at like 6 p.m., which I think is atrocious as somebody who used to work in retail. Literally terrible. Go home. <laughs> like if people would not shop on Thanksgiving, the stores would not be open on Thanksgiving. Uh, so I hope the trend of like staying closed on Thanksgiving continues because it's terrible. Um, but stores also run different deals for each day on the weekends through the following Sunday. Uh, interestingly enough, though, I don't know if anybody noticed this year, but with COVID, um, Black Friday was almost like an entire month long affair that started at like the beginning of November. And this was for a couple of reasons. One, because stores were anticipating a lot of people shopping online and wanted to probably like spread out the online orders, especially with issues in shipping. Um, I'm sure you've all probably heard like FedEx, UPS, USPS have like mountains more packages to deliver this year than they've had in previous years. Um, and the other part is for people who do want to get those kinds of deals, I'm sure you don't want to stick yourself like shoulder to shoulder in like a Kohl's or something to get it. So I uh, wanted to probably provide a little bit more comfort for people who are going to be going in person. I don't know. Speak for yourself. I'm not one of those sheep. I, <laughs> I don't need to be a sheep. I choose to shop and spend all my money on things I had no idea existed uh-huh. last week, mm-hmm. but I got a little ad in the paper, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go follow that Yeah, like a capitalist, not like a sheep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, interestingly enough, also, Black Friday was a very American thing, um, obviously, because not like very many other places are celebrating Thanksgiving in the same way that we are, uh, but until recent years. So it started taking hold in other countries outside of the U.S. and even including across the pond. Uh, but I think they're much more civilized, uh, <laughs> probably in their Black Friday shopping. Uh, the entire thing about people overseas being civilized, uh, more civilized than us, is also a lie. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen like clips out of like Italy of people getting trampled in a Walmart for a TV, but... Uh, but, someone tell me if I'm wrong. There. But Liverpool. <laughs> Poor Liverpool is really just taking the brunt of today. They're going to feel all my wrath. All right. So now that we've gotten some of the history of Black Friday out of the way, let's talk about how these stores are just blatantly lying to you and trying to get you in the door. So a lot of the time people think Black Friday is like the best time of the year to get deals. And how could you not when items are advertised like 50 to like 70% off, sometimes maybe even 80% off. And like when you see something that highly discounted, how how is that not a good deal, right? Here's how. They take out the HDMI ports on your TV. <laughs> that's Spoilers. what it is. That's what they do. I love our TV in the basement, but that thing has three HDMIs. I need at least four, five ideally. All right, save this for like another minute or so because I have a note for this specifically. Thank you. All right. All right. So in a lot of cases, um, you'll find two very common situations. The first one is that prices are often inflated just to seem like a heavier discount. And an example of that is say you have a toy that's like $25 outside of the holiday season normally. 
you might find some sales like outside of Black Friday that bring it down to $20, right? That's like a 20% price difference. That's like not bad. But before Black Friday, the price, the original price, increases to $35. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the toy is advertised as being somewhere around maybe 40% off. And that's a steal, right? 40%. That's almost half off. How could you pass that up? That's such a good deal. Okay, but your toy is now around 21% after that 40% discount, which means it's still technically on sale from the original $25 price. Sure. Is it actually a good deal, though? No, it's not. <laughs> Looking at you, Kohl's. So Kohl's is actually the first place that I started to notice this when I was in college doing Black Friday shopping. And it was when we were doing um, shopping for toys for like a toy drive and buying like Barbies and stuff like that. And these Barbies were being priced originally at like $25, $30. But the normal actual price of them at any other store was like 10 to $15, which is crazy. Mm-hmm absolutely crazy so stores rely on using this like psychology of sales against consumers basically so when you take the urgency behind the limited time discounts plus the like super steep seeming discounts if you're looking at percentages it's easy to see why consumers are pulled into black friday shopping there are also so many books and studies that you can read on how the psychology is used to min- manipulate consumers. Um, also highly recommended if you're interested in this topic. If you ever took like a marketing class in college, I'm sure that you've talked about this at some point. It's um, huge. It's a, it's a huge topic, but also kind of brings in like the questions of ethics, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It, it feels very... Ugh. You know, so the second more common thing, which Matt was starting to uh, bitch about before even getting there. So, you know, that super sick deal that you just got on a 55 inch TV and it seems almost too good to be true. It's because it is. So in 99% of cases for like those super hot discounted items, you're either getting an old model right? Or more commonly, you're getting a Black Friday specific model with limited features and like, you know, super limited warranty. (laughs) So as Matt had mentioned, and funny enough that he brought this up because it was in my (laughs) notes that he didn't see, your TV that you just got from Black Friday might have like one to three HDMI ports instead of the more common four with like newer TVs. And if you're like me, this doesn't bother you at all. I don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> but if you're Matt, this is cause to get a new TV. Oh, no. The actual cause for a new TV is the one dead pixel <sighs> in the lower left quadrant that, honestly, I'm across the room and I can see it. Shut up. No. Shut. Okay. So I'm the kidding. TV that we I got- can't <laughs> actually see it, but when you're playing like video games you can kind of see it yeah so the tv that we got was a samsung it's like a good brand name but it's just like a lower quality if you will like there's a reason that we got it for the price that we got it at um but sometimes you'll notice you get these like great deals on electronics and you've probably never heard of the brand before and there's a lot of knockoff brands that come and go with these holiday sales and it's possible that like say maybe six months after you purchase your TV, there's something wrong. 
but you have no options because the company is just gone. And they do this intentionally so that you basically have nowhere that you can go. And I I don't know if they always do it with like larger electronics like TVs, but I know for sure like some of your smaller, maybe like your wearable technology. um, Toaster ovens. mm -hmm, That's that's definitely a case for sure. I should have known because it was called an oven toaster. (laughs) It was massive. You could put toasters. No, you put wait oven toaster. Yeah, you put ovens and then you toast the oven. Yeah. 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 So now that we've gotten past the myth of Black Friday and magical holiday deals, let's move on to the next lie. Um, If you are by any terrible chance listening to this uh, anywhere around kids in earshot, um, I one would like very much question your decision making, but also um, would say maybe fast forward a little bit. I'll give you like five, four, three, two, one seconds. Wait, how far should they fast forward? I don't know. Give it like 10 minutes, maybe. That's a long time to fast forward. I don't really plan this out ahead of time, but maybe just keep skipping the 15s until you hear us talk about uh, not this next topic. <laughs> 10-4. All right. So the next slide we are talking about is Santa Claus. What? And his reindeer. Okay. What? So obviously Santa is not real. And that's not the shocker No, here. this is fake news. If this is the first... Why are you saying this on a... What? <laughs> if this is the first that you're hearing of it, I am sorry that you had to find out this way. We'll get Santa through... Santa Claus is technically real. We'll get through this together. Technically real. The fat man that comes down your chimney is not real. Okay. There's a dead bird in my parents' chimney. <laughs> I think I think that's the last time I think yeah like one mm-hmm. time we heard some like rustling and then one day it just stopped so yeah dead bird in the chimney oh boy is that Santa that you know he could be give him a little hat and yeah no, might have he been could a be. different kind of bird or creature yeah um okay so there are like depictions of Saint Nick you know from all over the world and these uh, depictions go back for years. This is not like the new part of what we're doing. So our modern Santa Claus that we have come to know in the U.S., the image of this started around the 1800s uh, with the writings of an author named Washington Irving. And Irving, in a satire about New York's Dutch historical roots, first envisioned Santa as a fellow who flew over the trees in a wagon. And then continuing on this, so in 1822, um, Clement C. Moore, who's also a writer, took the Santa lore a little bit further with this poem, an account from the visit of St. Nicholas, which doesn't really roll off the tongue very well. That's how they always used to be, though, all those titles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very formal. Uh, later to be named Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, I know that one. Yes. And in the poem, Moore described a small figure who traveled with eight reindeer. Eight. Eight. Remember that. All um, with names and entered through chimneys to leave presents. Okay. So who's the ninth reindeer? It's Rudolph. Yes. So Rudolph, who is the ninth and the leading reindeer, probably the most famous of the group, uh, wasn't invented until 1939 
when Montgomery Ward department stores commissioned an in-house copywriter named Robert May to create a short story that the company could distribute to customers as a marketing gimmick. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer came because of a marketing gimmick. You know, that song really pisses me off. It goes, you know, Donner and Dancer and Blitzen and Fritzen. Mm-hmm. But then it goes, so so it says, you know them all, but do you know the most famous one? No, I never heard of him. <laughs> That's a backwards ass question. You know all these other stupid reindeer names, but do you know the famous one? It's like, yeah, I actually probably would only know the famous one. No. Mm, don't like it. Don't like it. So, uh, yeah, interesting fact uh, that I didn't really know before, but... So Santa began to morph into his current appearance um, in the late 1800s with the drawings of Thomas Nast, who is probably maybe like second to this, most famously known for bringing us the Republican elephant and the Democratic donkey and Uncle Sam drawings. What about the Green Party? Um, no comment. 10-4. So... Uh, Another interesting fact about this, when Nast uh, drew Santa Claus for Harper's Weekly in 1862, which aligns with the timing of the Civil War, uh, Santa was a small elf-like figure who supported the Union, which is kind of interesting. So high quality. Gotta bring some politics into Santa. Uh, And so Nast continued to draw Santa for 30 years and changed the color of his coat from tan to the red that he's known for today. A lot of people think that um, the red came from like Santa because of Coca-Cola advertisements, but he actually had a red coat before Coke ever really like took that over. So I was totally going to cut you off at one point and be like, hey, I read this thing once. I'm glad I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, you can't believe everything you read on the Internet. Um, So another lie I think that everyone is kind of told is like, well, I, I I wouldn't say this is a lie. I would say it's like a half truth that the like current depiction that we have of Santa is only because of Coca-Cola. I would say that's like mostly true, but there's a couple of things in there like the coat, uh, for example, that are not 100% factual. But uh, in the 30s, Coca-Cola was in need of a spokesperson to spur sales um, in the slow for cola winter months. Uh, and so they took the images of Santa and uh, put them into the like red suited, white bearded, sack carrying uh, round figure that we have today. And they commissioned an illustrator named uh, Haddon Sundblom. And uh, he originally painted Santa using a live model who is his friend <laughs> named Lou Prentice, uh, who was a retired salesman. So the original Coca-Cola Santas were um, mimicked off of the like retired salesman friend of this illustrator. And when the salesman passed away, Sunbloom just began using himself as a model, which I think is very fascinating. So he would paint while looking into the mirror. And then finally, he started relying on actual pictures, um, you know, to look at while, while doing his art. Uh, to create the image of St. Nick. Interesting. And so what I think is funniest about this is back in the day, you still had a bunch of Karens who would write into Coca-Cola 
and people loved these like images so much like the the coca-cola santa advertising is iconic and it's probably like one of the most successful advertising campaigns of any company in modern history i oh, would I'm say sure. absolutely I'm sure it's in all the textbooks um and so people because they loved them so much paid such close attention to them that when anything changed they would write letters to coca-cola and sometimes there were complaints so for example one year uh santa's belt was backwards <laughs> people wrote to complain about it um and they think that it's perhaps because like sunbloom blom uh was painting like while looking into a mirror that he just like reversed it <laughs> yeah, it's a reflection it's a reflection chill out and so another year <laughs> santa appeared but didn't have a wedding ring and so people were asking what happened to mrs claus i feel like that's a fair question you know you know, I heard there was some some rumors about Mrs. Claus and um, some of the elves. Oh, no. Like numerous elves. Stop it. So, yeah, those paintings, all of that work established Santa as this, like, warm, happy character uh, with, like, human-y features, not, like, elf-like um, like they originally were, and include these, like, rosy cheeks that we all know, the white beard, the eyes, the laugh lines. Some somewhat thanks to Coca-Cola, but not not only thanks to Coke. Yeah, I don't feel so lied to now. I was expecting the whole Coca-Cola thing to really kind of like take over the entire thing. That's fine. This is fine. Yeah. All right. What about that time that it was Tim Allen? <laughs> um, I don't actually have that in here, but maybe we can do that on a spinoff episode. There's like three Santa Clauses. Yeah, I um, I don't think I've really even seen them, to be honest. You know, Tim Allen was in jail for a while. Was he really? Yeah, for like selling drugs. But that was like before. Because he's I think. from like Wisconsin or something, right? I mean, his I think his new character in that stupid show, Last Man Standing. Yeah. I think that's like a Wisconsin uh, tea bagger. Is that what they're called? Tea tea party guy. I think I, th- I think that's what he is. <laughs> and it's not even him acting anymore. It's just him. It, it's that's just, just him. Tim Allen. It's just Tim Allen <laughs> ad-libbing. Goes, yeah. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. That's his um home improvement thing. Yeah. Thing. Sorry for anybody who is a Tim a Allen Tim fan. Allen fan. Or if Tim Allen is listening, I apologize. Oh, Tim Allen, I adore you. I just don't like Last Man Standing. Yeah, my oh, I can't stand that show. It's it's the laugh track. Anything with a laugh track is off my list. But also, during soccer season, when our our team, the Fire, are, are playing because they can't make the playoffs, <laughs> whenever it would be on WGN, it would always end the, the game, and then it would go into like halfway through Last Man Standing, and I would refuse to even give them a second of my time. Yeah, you got to run to change the channel or really, turn the TV off. Really just bring back home improvement and stop doing Last Man Standing. I'll be your neighbor. <laughs> I know he died in real life. Oh, God. All right. All right. So we've talked about the build up to Christmas, like Black Friday, Christmas Eve when Santa comes. Let's dive into the actual gift giving of Christmas. And this is our final lie, if you will. So Christmas has become so focused on finding 
you know, the best deals, giving the perfect gifts, making sure Santa can bring gifts for the kids on the nice list. Um, and we know that Americans uh, purchasing power, which is very depressing uh, to know this fact, has not increased much at all in the last 40 years. So today's average hourly wage was just about the same purchasing power uh, as it was in like 1978, if that tells you anything about how great trickle-down economics are working for everybody. No, no, no. It's it's a long-term plan. It'll yeah. work great. Yeah. It'll work great. Yeah. You just got to believe in the system. Yeah. Trickle-down economics and just like the wage gap between like CEOs and their workers is insane. But that's for another episode. So what do you, uh, you know, get when you combine the manipulative and aggressive advertising with low purchasing power? I, I'm an English person. I read books. I don't know. Okay, you get debt is what you get. You get dead? debt. Debt. Well, Dept. you could get dead. Debt. 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 In 2019, Americans took on an average of $1,326 of holiday debt. And 44% of consumers took on holiday debt in 2019. So to clarify, holiday debt is not just like your average shopping and grocery shopping and stuff like that. It also includes if you're like buying a plane ticket to go home to see family or something. Um, but gift giving and retail spending are a huge part of this debt, probably the largest part. And the industry trends of rising retail sales probably contribute to the increase in holiday debt. And so to compare, um, 2019 had $1,326 average. The average debt in 2015 was $986. So obviously just been increasing uh, a pretty decent amount in the last few years. Not surprisingly, um, the people who added holiday debt said that the most expensive gift that they purchased was either for their child or for their spouse or significant other. And that was about uh, 36% said child, 32% said spouse or significant other. And maybe the rest were moms who were tired of getting robes for Christmas, wanted to buy their own gift. So if we're going to break that debt down by generations, we'll start with the baby boomers. They have an average debt of $606 of holiday spending. Gen Zers have an average of $2,076 Holy of debt. Cow. And millennials have an average of 1215 And I just want to clarify. So the debt is not equal to spending. The baby boomers could be spending $30,000, but only have $600 in debt from that, meaning the oh, rest know, is like purely cash or definitive reserves or whatever. Um, this is just what's remaining after the initial cash payment. And so looking at that, and this is also kind of the scary part if you think about like, um, you know, not to get too... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is scary. If you think about like the next bubble that's going to burst, uh, really, I think it's going to be like credit card debt. I thought it was student loans. And stu yeah, like people are putting, um, well, even right now, unfortunately, with COVID, because there's absolutely no fucking help for people um, from the federal government right now. What about now. that Coles cash Trump promised yeah. us? <laughs> Coles cash stimulus. $40. Coles cash. Got to be used by December 27th. Um. You know, people right now are putting so much more on credit cards than they would have in the past. So they're putting like rent on credit cards, which is insane. 
Um, but that's what people have to do to keep them afloat. So this is not about that. But um, the amount of debt that people are willing to take on for something like Christmas shopping is insane. So around 60% of people will pay off that debt within like the first one to three months of Christmas. Uh, 8% will pay it off in four months. 16% will take five plus months to pay off the debt that they accrued in like one month of holiday shopping. And 15% are only going to make the minimum monthly payments. Oh, and that's what they want. That's exactly what they want. It's terrifying. So like $1,300 at minimum monthly payments could take years to pay off, especially if you're looking at like 15% interest or something like that. Which is what you get after that uh, that um, opening rate where it's like you get 0% oh, yeah. for like three days. Yeah, yeah, three, three and a half days and we'll time you down to the minute. Um, so this is all based on a survey from Magnify Money, uh, which is part of Lending Tree. And another part of this said that 20% of people who took this survey took personal loans out in 2019 for holiday spending. And to compare, in 2017, the average was 9%. So in two years, it doubled. Of people just taking out personal loans, what the hell are you taking out personal loans for? To buy your Black Friday big screen TV. I, like, I can completely understand if it's something like a plane ticket so you can go and see family. I value family time much more than I would value like any sort of I don't know like physical gift like a I don't know like a tool set or something like that I have no idea but this to me is insane um so yeah basically the holidays are a scam stop falling for the traps (laughs) stop taking out loans (laughs) to pay for gifts and uh if you can't pay it off right away in most cases, you probably shouldn't get it. Also, like, gifts for people are not worth putting yourself into debt for. Just going to say that. If someone makes you feel like you have to go into debt for a gift for them, they're probably a shitty person. Oh, tell that to, like, like super senior year of college me when I was like, I'm going to take out a personal loan so I could live in an apartment with my buddy Pete and I'm going to use a bunch of the low money to buy a oh TV. God. I totally did not buy a TV. But did you? I feel like this no, is something I didn't. we should have no, talked about. No, it's something before that I totally married. would have done. I totally would have done that. But no, I, I didn't. I, I did not uh, use my loan for a TV. That um, even in my extremely stupid, uh, was it 21 year old self, did not do that. So. The other thing I want to know is, like, why the hell do Gen Xers have so much more debt than baby boomers or millennials for Wait, holiday what spending? What are we? Are we Gen X? No, we're... No, God, no. no we're we're millennials. millennials. We're the best. We're the baddies. <laughs> I, I, I really, um, as a teacher of a lot of Gen Z, right? Those are the... Gen Z gives me no hope for the future. They creep me out. Yeah. Yeah. Gen Z is... Uh, I mean, like their humor, I find hilarious in a lot of cases. Sometimes I don't get it. That's okay. You know, it's a new I'll subway get there. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> some of the some of the TikToks I see from Gen Zers, I'm like looking at the comments for someone to explain the joke to me because I don't get it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. the The rest of Gen Z kind of scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm I'm actually slowly feeling the age gap 
uh, and that is because I have stopped keeping up with the music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Lil Baby. I did hear about this. There's Lil. There's a lot of Lils right mm-hmm. now. A lot of Lils, um, and a couple NBAs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah. Um, I'm I'm hitting that point where um I I've kind of yeah. stopped looking for um the next big thing. Uh, I just did a like Christmas trivia with some of my coworkers, and someone brought up like phineas and ferb and like quoted something from the show and they were like oh you guys never watched phineas and, and ferb and i texted one of my coworkers and i said holy shit i feel so fucking old right now no i think that was a show that like we just missed the boat on yeah i think um, so too i i get a lot of the jokes and there's one video clip i keep watching it's when the platypus is trying to get the scientist but it's on like a train car mm-hmm. and he's like you're trapped by societal constraints, we're on a dining car. You can't be loud. And I was like, that's hilarious. That is funny. That's hilarious. That There's a lot funny. of that kind of humor in there. And I, from what I've seen it, I think it's like actually a pretty good show. But yeah, I just missed the boat on that. Kind of like um, Naruto. I missed the boat on that. Yeah, I was never going to be near that boat. But yeah, so that kind of ends today episode. today's episode. Uh Speaking of Christmas time, um, we are actually opening up a Christmas shop and all proceeds go towards me. (laughs) So we don't have to take out personal loans. I can buy more booze besides Guinness, which, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'll just buy more Guinness. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It helps support the pod, helps support me. Um, Not actually starting a, a website. We just have stickers to to give and the stickers are free if you well it's it's free before a price <laughs> there is no price there's a price it, it's 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 you giving me five stars it doesn't even have to be a five star review but if you're gonna give it us a one star review star. maybe just keep it to yourself yeah you know? if you're gonna give us a, a you know like a crap review maybe i mail you um a crap <laughs> of, like we have a lot of cat poop i could send some of that yeah, I feel like we would get blacklisted from like FedEx or something. You know, you like when you free brain parasites. <laughs> when you go to check out at FedEx and it's like these are the items you're not allowed to ship and it's like a chainsaw, <laughs> batteries. Do you think like cat poop is on there or no? I'm sh- I'm sure cat poop somewhere on that list, but you could probably hide it in a thing like sawdust or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just manure, maybe. Like Toxic. just like a box in 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 yeah. like the smallest box. Just just one little cat one, poop. One poop. Yeah. This is this is a lot. This is very intricate. We won't send you cat poop, but uh, we will send you stickers if you leave us a review. So yeah, sure. Keep, keep that in the back of the dome. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, otherwise, that's it for today's episode um yeah cool i gotta go uh finish my students exam grades um covid teaching has been a hell of a year and um i'm sure everyone did just fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) right they totally all did their exams yeah totally fine yeah they'll be fine um it's winter break yeah and i'm gonna live like it is so uh to those who are celebrating uh any kind of holiday this week or in the next couple of weeks happy holidays uh from us to you hope everybody stays safe and 
healthy and we'll see you next week yeah i'd also like to add in a happy honda days and and a merry <laughs> toyotathon merry toyotathon those were the other holidays honda i was forgetting yeah, you, yeah, how could you i about the important ones oh god also, see that advertising yeah. mm-hmm. it always Shout comes out back to you to all the subaru drivers that i drive by um every day um we're making the world a better place and we know it <laughs> god yeah all right all right i gotta go i um, think that's it dash some kids dreams you know mom's like if you get all a's i'll get you a ps5 watch me you're getting a b all righty well we're gonna go destroy uh the dreams and and hopes of gen z so we'll catch you next week next monday right here Ooh, yeah sure okay all right okay bye all right bye